Welcome back. So far this month, we've covered monkeys, we've covered red rum, and we've covered ultra buy. It's time to wrap up talking about the man himself, Stanley Kubrick. I'm Kenny May. And I'm Alex Reed. And we're all blocked up. So, this will be your last week with us so far. It's been real, y'all. So, Stanley Kubrick. We've talked about 2001, we've talked about Clockwork Orange, and we've talked about The Shining. Overall, what's your real take on Stanley Kubrick and his style? You know, after watching these movies, I was thinking, trying to compare him to any director nowadays, anyone who I could even come close to, and I was struggling. I couldn't think of anyone. He's by far one of the most unique directors I've ever seen. I don't know about you. Um, now, I, there is, visually, mm-hmm. there is one director I compare him to with the level of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. This director also handles story a lot better. Yes. But, and I... For the life of me, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he did Baby Driver, he did Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That man has the best attention to detail, especially with Baby Driver. Just the amount of rhythm, rhythm meeting action. Music, that was the entire motif of Baby Driver, music meets action. So Kubrick, I do believe, is similar to that guy. Oh yeah, it's uh, Edgar Wright, that was his name. Uh, he also did great with uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, mm-hmm. the music, syncing with action. He, it's the same sort of artistic filmmaking, mm. and that's what Kubrick focused on. Very different tones in their films. <laughs> one's very upbeat, one's very yeah. drab, slow. He, Kubrick very much focused on the artistic quality mm. of his movies, which is seen. Like, with 2001, that's the one thing we could compliment him on was the visuals in his movie and the setup between action and music. Really, that was all we could do with 2001. (laughs) But he did still have some highlights, like Mm. with Clockwork Orange. That was such a beautiful and poignant film. The Shining, it was good. It was a solid movie. It was a solid movie. But overall... I'm just seeing a pattern of spectacle over story, oh, and yeah. I take issue with that because that's what the mil- the medium was established. What, of course, the medium can be used. It's just a tool. Mm. It's, the medium is what you make it. Yes. Or as a, uh, oh, like McLuhan said, the mm. message is the medium. Yeah. How you deliver it is just as important as what you're saying, mm. which makes sense. I mean, compare radio and TV, radio and film. Yeah live stage shows and film. Well, Cooper took show, don't tell a little too literally. <laughs> a little bit. Because, especially with 2001, man, just, I hate to keep bragging on that movie, but yes, there's just no substance to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, I understand the whole point, as you were saying, of human development. Mm-hmm. This, we're, we keep coming back. Mm. Human develop, there is no end to human development. We will constantly be progressing further until the human race doesn't exist anymore, which could be within 40 years, it could be within a thousand, could Could be be within a couple million. For all we We know. We don't know. Yeah. And that was the whole point of the film, Mm -hmm. which was great. The the bit with the monkeys would have been a great short film. Yeah. The bit with Hal would have been a great film. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the ending did that. You could have cut an hour maybe off that movie, and it would have been the exact same movie <laughs> that I just watched. Only if you cut out the only if you cut out the bit with uh, the with Hal. Mm. If you cut off the, the if you cut off the ends and make it just with Hal, it's a completely different oh, film. Absolutely. It's just another sci-fi film <laughs> where the computers are nuts and we shouldn't trust them. Yeah. It'd be a little very generic. Dan- very Daniel H., if you know who he is. <laughs> I'm not familiar. He's the Ropocalypse. Okay. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Oh, okay. So. And uh, I was about uh, to say Blade Runner, <laughs> but yeah, same thing basically. Yeah, same concept. The yeah. whole singularity, gotcha. fear of that, and that kind of stuff. Mm. So yeah, Kubrick, very artistic guy. I keep coming back to it because I like to focus on the positive. Uh, we could talk about Clockwork Orange again. <laughs> but no, just overall thoughts with Kubrick. He's a solid filmmaker, and it takes six more experimental filmmakers to p- progress the genre. Definitely. If everyone was just making solid blockbusters all the time... We'd have Marvel movies for yeah, every movie. <laughs> we'd have Marvel, basically anything that Disney now owns. Because so that's, everything. That's what Disney's... I mean without getting into a completely different side <laughs> talking about Disney, because I have many strong feelings. Oh, same. It, it makes, they have a good thing about building something and keeping it the same. Just, it never lowers in quality. It never goes up in quality. Just Nothing ever changes because <laughs> they're good at making formulaic movies, mm-hmm. which there's nothing wrong with formulaic no. movies, so long as you do them in a good way. Absolutely. Like a, a movie I watched recently, A Dog's Way Home. That was the monomyth to the T. Mm. It was very formulaic. Absolutely. But it was still a really good quality movie. Did the dog die in the end? No. I'm shocked. Spoilers. I am shocked. Spoilers. <laughs> Completely unintentional spoils. I do very much apologize for that because that is nowhere near the content that we're talking about today. Before all this, you're going to have to put spoilers for movies and people are just going to see A Dog's Way Home and be like, what the hell? <laughs> How did they work their way to that? <laughs> Boy. So, yeah, there is absolutely no connection between Coop, any of the movies we've talked about so far, and A Dog's, dog's Way, way Home. Home. <laughs> I don't know. So, obviously a shorter episode this week, yeah. but... We, there's only so much you can talk about the same guy for. Overall thoughts, as Stanley Kubrick himself, one to five goldfish. Overall, hmm. I'm going to give him 4.5 out of five. I'm, I feel bad for that goldfish. I am got cut in half, dude. Uh, I'm a sucker for, like, The Shining because I love horror movies. Clockwork Orange surprised me. I thought it was... I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it. It ended up being one of my favorites. Uh, Full Metal Jacket's great. Um, just 2001's that one little <laughs> little speck that just ruined it. Yep. <laughs> See, I will give... I'm going to have to give him a three. Really? Consistent with... I mean, it's basically the average of what I've given all the Fair favorite enough. movies. Four for Clockwork, two for 2001, mm. and three for The Shining, because it was a solid movie. Yeah. Just... Again, this is matters of opinion like any film review podcast are. There's some technical issues here and there. Mm. But overall, he mostly makes solid movies. Absolutely. Clockwork Orange was a what I would consider his masterpiece. Wow. His masterpiece. Of the films that I've watched of Kubrick, I would say that one is the best one he's done. 
That's the most true to Kubrick, I should say. Fair enough. Yeah, that's absolutely right. True to Kubrick. Because, I mean, I've seen Full Metal Jacket. I'm not a huge fan. Really? I'm not a huge fan of war movies. I have uh, to also be careful with them because I have very high level of empathy. Mm. So I just have to be careful with what's going on. And to yeah. be fair, I just didn't care for the movie. Okay. Fair enough. But with Clockwork Orange, it brought you in. It made good, poignant points. And it had a good story. Yep. And personally, I think Kubrick, with his artistic nature, should stay away from real story some for like stay away from true stories yeah. or even realistic mm. stories because that's not what he does oh, yeah. he's an artist it's the equivalent of looking at a painting yeah for, basically for, for a movie especially with 2001 oh yeah that was more like watching paint dry <laughs> okay I'm so I'm, it wasn't that bad I'm exaggerating but yes yeah. so overall he makes solid movies and he's very he's a good artist mm-hmm He's not the best storyteller, no. but he is a good visual artist. He's good at making things look good. Absolutely. Whether the effect is supposed to be pretty or not pretty, depending on how you look at it. Because mm-hmm. there were parts in Clockwork Orange that were pretty. There were parts that were scarring. <laughs> but they were still, vis- of the vi- with the visual aesthetic, they were still top-notch artistry. I agree. That's all the time we have today. Thank you for joining us this month, Alex. It was great having you on. Thank you for having me. Next month, we will be talking Steven Spielberg with my new co-host, Chase Martin. Until then, I'm Kenny May. And I've been Alex Reeder. And we're still all blocked up. <laughs>